Today, hope is needed more than ever. And the good news of Easter is that hope is alive. I'd love for you to gather with us this Easter at Mariners to celebrate Jesus' victory over death and his invitation to new life. Invite your friends and neighbors and join us at one of our many in-person Easter services. We have gatherings throughout Orange County for every comfort level. If you're not ready for physical gatherings, tune into Mariners Easter services online. We can't wait to celebrate with you. Visit the new marinerschurch.org for all our service times and locations. Happy Easter. Welcome to the Mariners Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. This week, we're talking about week five of the unexpected words of Jesus. And this whole conversation is about a God who serves you. As always, joined by Jeremy Maxfield. How you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. This has been a, this study has been a lot of fun as I've gone through it. I've really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to these, these last couple of weeks. Yeah, as am I. And I think that this is a conversation as we talk about, about a God who serves us that I'm excited for groups because I believe that as we are in a life group community, the the underlying motivation for every one of us in a life group is that we want to become more like Jesus. And we recognize that in community is where we practice those things. And I have a belief uh, that we are never more like Jesus than when we serve, right? Mark chapter 10, verse 45, we get this picture of Jesus saying that uh, Jesus says, I have come to the world not to be served, but to serve. And so I take that and think, you know what, as a believer, that ought to be our mantra as well. What do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, that's uh, that's great. You you stole my thunder. That was uh, Jesus, Jesus talking about how he came not to serve, but, or, or to serve, not to be served, uh, is just such a, a world changing paradigm. Uh, I mean, religiously it, it was a radical change in the way we think about God and it's so countercultural even today. So, uh, this is going to be a really helpful, uh, an important lesson, uh, or discussion as, as we think about the ways, uh, we can serve one another and the ways that we, uh, you see in the text that the disciples either it didn't cross their mind to do this thing that was always done, or they felt that they were above it, and so it wasn't it wasn't their job. And so, just to to think about in our own lives, uh, are we looking for opportunities to meet the needs of others and to do the things that uh, maybe we have to go out of our way or or that are kind of unexpected, but that we can bless others by meeting a need. And, and just humbling ourselves in that moment to to do that. So set the stage for us. This week's discussion is going to take us into John chapter 13. And it's another unexpected, not only words of Jesus, but entire experience with Jesus. Help our leaders just prepare for themselves by getting into this text. What, what do you want them to know about this portion? Yeah, so in this text... Uh, just to really visualize the fact that this is one of the last moments that Jesus had with his disciples on earth uh, before the crucifixion. Uh, and in John's gospel, he focuses on this story of of the foot washing. And, and 
we have the Last Supper, you know, the the bread and wine and and all that. But John focuses on this moment uh, before the meal, or kind of as they've started, and and their feet haven't been washed, uh, just to really visualize that this is them. These are some of Jesus' last moments. You, you know, you always hear kind of the the saying that someone's famous last words, like you would choose yeah. those carefully. And That's so right. what, what would you choose to do or say if you're Jesus, knowing that this is the final time that you're going to be with your disciples and that Judas is going to be leaving from the table that he's sitting at, even after he, he washes his feet, um, that he's going to go hand Jesus over to be crucified. And so what Jesus chooses to do is just this incredible act of humility and service. Uh, and so just to imagine uh, God incarnate, Jesus Christ, uh, getting up from the table with, with his closest companions and disciples and, and washing their feet, like taking his robe off and performing the act of, of a servant, um, kind of the, the lowest job that you could have in this culture and and he did it willingly uh is just it should really create a sense of awe in us as leaders and and i really hope that that's what leaders can do through this discussion is is create the sense of awe in our groups for the humility and the the love and selflessness of jesus and let that really cause us to self-reflect and and compel us to action. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me as I read this story how countercultural Jesus was in the early first century. It, it did not make any sense for a rabbi, a teacher, a, a man of Jesus's stature to humble himself in front of his disciples um, to get down and to wash their feet. That is just not something that ever would have happened. And I think the irony is that as countercultural as Jesus was in the early first century, the kingdom of God is equally as countercultural today. Oh, yeah. For our life groups, as we're having discussion about this and we're working through the discussion guide, you know, that really at the the crux of the matter is to be a part of the kingdom of God is to be a part of this upside down movement that won't make much sense to the rest of the world, right? It's yeah. it's not going to make sense to people who are outside of the kingdom, and yet that is exactly what Jesus invites us to be a part of. And so, you know, Jeremy, as you're looking at these questions and you're thinking about these conversations, um, how are we going to help groups get beneath the surface of the story, but really bring to the bring you know bring into light some of those areas of our fear, our concern, our complacency. How can we help our leaders draw the best conversation possible from within our groups? Sure. Uh, one thing that I think ironically has has been helpful is that this past twelve months with with COVID and things like that has kind of opened a lot of our eyes and reminded us of. We have what we call now essential workers and just the reminder that there are so many people involved behind the scenes in our day-to-day -day lives that we take for granted. And so one thing that's helpful is is to really just help your people visualize and, and think through, okay, I mean, you could point to any object in your room uh, as you meet your, you know, your cup of coffee, whatever, and just to think through how many people were involved in kind of getting this to me, like from start to finish. And mm. 
and, and just things like that. Like how many people are involved in just our day-to-day life that we never think about, we never see, uh, even if we physically see them, literally see them, we don't uh, see them as another human being created sure. in the image of God. Um, like to really talk about not just the ways that we can help out, certainly we can help out with, with chores and things like that, but uh, what are the ways that we can really see people and meet the needs? Like what Jesus was doing here was was symbolic of uh, really meeting a need that they had and that no one either wanted to do um, or like they they just didn't feel like it was their place. They were waiting for someone else to do it for them. That would have been normal. So it wasn't like an extreme arrogance that it, it was just normal. And, and people were waiting for someone else to do it. And Jesus took it upon himself to do that. Yeah, so- that, that, that's a big deal, isn't it? That we are, we are people who have become conditioned to what is sort of, quote, normal today. Yeah. And this is something that was very normal for the disciples, that they would never expect eat, to wash each other's feet. And they never would have expected for sure that their, their rabbi, their teacher, their leader was going to do that for them. I think it's going to be easy in our groups to um, identify even what are some of those things that have become normal. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. it, I don't ever think about how the goods, the food, the the resources that I have in my life, I don't think about how those things get to me. I just enjoy the fact that I have them. Um, are there a couple other things that have become normal that maybe are good conversation points within our groups? Sure. I think that we could, gosh, there, there's so many things that, uh, we take for granted, even even the way we we meet as a group. And uh, I think a lot of times we may, for example, last week we talked about prayer, and uh, hopefully groups had a, a great experience just to kind of reorient them to the privilege and blessing of prayer. Uh, but a lot of times we'll we'll say things like, "Yeah, I'm I'm praying for you," or we'll hear a prayer request, and, and we may just kind of shoot off a quick prayer, almost like we're, we're texting it to God. Um, but we don't take time to really stop and, and empathize with that person and, and, and show sympathy towards them and really kind of pour out our heart before God. Um, so I think even just within our groups, the, the conversations we have, the, the prayers that we, we share, um, I think within the church, there's, there's all kinds of opportunities, uh, to serve within our within our church, things that we take for granted that either um, bless other people, benefit them, help them have uh, an encounter with God if they're on campus at at uh, one of the locations, or out in the community, just meeting needs out in the community. Um, and and in the the leader guide, there's a a link that can kind of point you to opportunities if groups kind of want to brainstorm on on ways they can get involved in. And serving others, um, tell, remind leaders a little bit about this rhythm of of serving. Yeah, well, to me, the biggest the biggest stumbling point or um, my fear for groups is that we're going to keep this concept at a distance. Mm. We're going to look at this story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet and forget that Jesus had modeled for them for 
a couple of years what it looked like to take risks, to get out of their comfort zone, to go to people where they are rather than expecting people to come to them. And so yeah. it could be easy for me and my group to look at this passage and go, well, yeah, I I, I love that Jesus serves me and I serve. I, I help my kid with their homework. I empty the dishwasher. I, you know, I go out of my way all the time for people. And yet that's not really what Jesus is getting at here. You know, he's, he's talking about actually going and doing the things that he did. He, he, uh, no, no, um, you know, it would never in that passage talk about no teacher becoming, you know, better than their master. And yet what he's saying is, no, we're actually get to serve the world together. We're going to flip this whole thing upside down. And he says, if I, and he says to Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. You don't get to be yeah. a part of this mission, right? And so serving is being a part of the mission. That's who we are. So serve the community is one of our rhythms where we believe that going out, getting out of our comfort zone, taking some risks is actually how we become more like Jesus. And as a leader, you are going to have to decide what's the level of risk that your group is ready for. You will probably have to push harder than you realize, but that's the work that we're called to do. Let's help people get outside of that comfort zone because we believe God has something for them out there that we can't access or experience in here. Here yeah. meaning our comfort that's zone, good. right? And so serving the community is saying, how am I going to partner with our outreach ministries, local, global, city engagement? Let's find a way to go and do the things that Jesus did. We can literally be the hands and fit of Jesus in the world. And that's really good for us as a life group. It's really good for our life group to not subtly drift into becoming a support group. And the only way to rage war against us becoming a support group is that we have to go out and actually go do something about it. And that means we got to get outside ourselves and we got to serve the community. I'm preaching now. Let me get that's, out of the way. That's awesome. I, I love how fired up you are. And 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 that really is the point that, that we want people to see, not out of guilt or obligation, but like what Jesus has done for us uh, through the cross and we're headed towards Easter and just what a great way to prepare our hearts and our minds um, and, and our action, like to take action in response to, to what we're about to celebrate with Easter coming up, that, that serving others is not something extra or optional uh, for the Christian life, but it's central to following Jesus' example. It, it's what he did for us and it's, it's what we do individually and it's what we do as a group. Oh my gosh, it's so good, right? It, and I don't, I don't want to be mischaracterized here in that support groups are not good things. Our groups ought to care for one another, sure. right? We really should carry the burdens of one another, but that can't be the only things that we do. It's really healthy for us to lift our eyes up, get outside of our, you know, outside of our own little element, and and see what Jesus wants us to see outside of our group, outside of our. Um, even just our church, like go out into the community and seeing what God is doing out there is a really is a really beautiful thing. And so life group leaders, if you need help with that, you can contact our outreach teams. We'd be happy to help you find um, an upcoming serve opportunity. There's so many great things going on, and we would love for you and your entire group to be a part of those things. So Jeremy, um, thanks again for putting together these, these uh, questions. We are praying for our groups. We're praying for you, leader. Um, this is going to be um, a really great activating kind of conversation. This is one that you can actually get people up and out of their seats and thinking about mobilizing um, into the areas of our church and the surrounding community. So with that, Jeremy, would you pray for our groups as we close this week's talk? Yeah, Father God, we love you so much, and we thank you that you have loved us in so many unexpected and undeserved ways 
Uh, God, I pray for each and every group and the members of their groups and and then all the circles of influences that kind of ripple out from there through families and workplaces and neighborhoods. Uh, God, I, I pray that people would see Jesus when they look at when they look at us, that when when they see the way that we love and and humbly serve one another, that they would see something different. And it's not just a it's not just a charity, it's not just a, a kind deed, but it's the love of Christ that we have received and is now overflowing in everything that we do. Uh, Spirit guide their conversations, bless each of these groups. It's in Christ's name we ask all these things. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everyone.